Here at the Cavaliers Basketball Club podcast, we wanted to share with you that we use Anchor by Spotify because we find it to be the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Exactly. With Anchor, you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can distribute your podcast with the click of a button to platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and my favorite, Overcast. It's also helpful that Anchor is the only place that you can directly post video podcasts to Spotify. And it's completely free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. It's the Cavaliers Basketball Club Podcast. It's basketball time to kill. Love picks up Curry. Kyrie Irving from downtown. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. It's over. It's over. The 52 year is over. The Cavaliers have won the NBA championship. Cleveland, this is for you. Sexton works on Irving. Hey. The shoot around. With the offseason being a bit slow, we thought we'd take the time to give some of our perspective on the Cavs players. In this case, we wanted to highlight Jared Allen, the man in the middle and kind of the reason why we started this pod in the first place. Is Jarrett Allen the most talented player the team has acquired via trade in the last two decades? I really do think that Jarrett Allen is the best player that the Cavs have acquired since you and I have followed the team, which is about two decades. I think there are a lot of talented players that the Cavs have acquired during the first LeBron run and the second LeBron run. They were in more player acquisition mode. You know, they got Larry Nance, they got Jordan Clark, they got J.R. Smith. They brought in a lot of talented players. But I think Allen was the biggest surprise and the biggest get for the Cavs because of his playing style, the fact that he was so young when they got him, and the fact that they barely had to give up anything to get him. They had to give up a couple picks and Torian Prince, essentially. So the return is probably the highest upside in talent that I can think of. For me, the only other player that I would consider close to the same level, per se, is J.R. Smith. Only from the sense of what that Cavs team needed at the time. And they needed another pure shooter who could guard multiple players. But even that's tricky because JR really wasn't liked in New York. The Knicks wanted to get rid of him because he was kind of on his way out. He was not getting along well and not playing well with that particular team. So for me, the overwhelming answer is Jared Allen. Do you think I'm on the right path here or am I kind of blowing smoke up a guy that's really only played for us for two seasons? We haven't had a lot of amazing players come through trade we've had some really amazing trades as a team especially in the LeBron first go around of of his years here we had many a year that we would trade five or six guys seven guys at the trade deadline and just completely remake our team 
part of the reason why we could never really get a foothold and get the, uh, the chemistry that was required for us to actually progress further into the playoffs and win with those teams. That's another story for another day. But Cleveland has never been a hotspot destination, even when LeBron has been here both before and then in his second stint. It's been hard to get people to want to come here. We don't have the pedigree. We don't have the history. We don't have any dynasties. And there's a rule in the NBA made for us called the Ted Stepien rule, which is that you're not allowed to trade all of your best players away and make your team horrible. <laughs> that's, that's Cleveland, baby. We've had a long way to go to gain respect in this league. And you've seen that from the disinterest of the players of wanting to be here. The first player that comes to mind that could be someone that you dis did not mention that to me would be better than JR. Because I do agree, JR was always one of those guys, him and Shumpert, both of those guys from the Knicks, I would often trade for those guys when I was playing NBA 2K. They were just the perfect pieces to complement what we had. That was just the best move ever at the time. But the greatest player, the most talented player to come here via trade at the time in his career, Kevin Love. Good point. It's the easiest answer, I know. I'm sorry. Because technically, we traded Andrew Wiggins to get him. Yeah. And I still think Wiggins is a great player. I thought he was going to be a great player for us. Maybe he didn't turn into the second coming of LeBron or something like most people wanted him to be. But Kevin Love, certainly, his talent level and what he was doing in Minnesota, him coming in here, that was the most exciting pickup to ever come in and join the Cavaliers. Sadly, he had to take kind of a third seat as far as his order in the big three and he lost a lot of himself in the time that he's been here a lot of what he was in minnesota anyway but since kevin love absolutely jared allen jared allen is a hall of famer the last five seasons mr consistent should be his name that could easily be one of his names and we'll talk some more in the second question about his stats and what he's been able to give to this team what the nets have been missing since letting him go. But by far, I don't think there's been a more talented player through the trade that we've ever acquired as a team than Jared Allen. Outside of Kevin Love. Since Kevin Love, yeah. I actually think Jared Allen could have a, a better career overall than Kevin Love. That's only when you look at the stats. Kevin has slid down a cliff a little bit because he can't stay consistently healthy. If Allen also has that problem, then of course it's going to be a disappointment. But we didn't really have to give anything up to get him. Yeah. The trade for Allen was such a steal that I value it greater than I value the love trade. I agree with that. I almost think the the Allen trade, you would fall into that issue in video games where the other computer GM has refused to do this trade a hundred out of a hundred times where the love deal, you're trading a first round talent and some other assets just to get him. And it's an expiring deal. And there's some other turmoil going on because love mentioning that he didn't want to play for Minnesota. I will say the love trade as of right now, it's more historically relevant for the franchise as well. The Allen trade could also become historically relevant in the sense of restarting the team after LeBron's second stint. The love trade brought in this whole idea of Cleveland being a destination for big name players and LeBron refocusing his career in Cleveland and wanting to get us a championship where the Allen trade kind of does a similar thing, obviously sans LeBron. So you got me there. I mean, 135 percent right the love trade is probably a bigger deal 
technically. Yeah, we got a championship out of that. Um, but you're 100% right. The package that we had to send away to get love, it was comparable and you would never have a simulation deny you. But with something like the Allen trade, we snuck in as a third party and they unloaded him just to pick up another guy. They didn't even really care about what they were getting rid of. And Allen was looking to stay there. He, he liked being a net and wanted to get a long-term contract and stay there for his career. So they screwed up big time <laughs> and we just ran away with it. I will say love did potentially right now give us the best LeBron hug in franchise <laughs> history. And we needed that for closure. I think we did. You don't need to come back. No more hugs are needed. LeBron. We're good. No. <laughs> How can Allen unlock more of his game? It's a very tough question because I think when you look at the stats from this past season, this previous season, he has unlocked much of his game. He is on his way to supersizing himself and what he's going to provide to this team. I don't have a ton of suggestion other than I think he needs to just continue to do more of the same. I do like to be the resident stat guy. So I, I wrote down a few things that I thought were kind of the most important to me about what he's done for the Cavs since joining and how, to me, this highlights what a steal, again, that we were able to get and also how severely Brooklyn messed up, put the nail in their own coffin for whatever they were going to do with Durant and Kyrie there. Since joining our team, Allen has played uh, two seasons with the Cavs, but the first season was not a full one because as we've talked about, he came in the trade. He's played 107 games, all starts this past season, which was uh, 56. He made more shots this past year than any previous year in his career, which was 369. He took less overall than his most ever at 545. His most ever was 568. Tied for his best shooting average in a season at 68%. He shot 70% from the free throw line, which is his career average. Nothing horribly gained there. He certainly probably the most room for improvement as far as the stat line is concerned. Then we also 602 rebounds for the season, 30 shy from last season. So that was a little bit down. His blocks were also down with only 75. His best season in blocks was his sophomore year. How many do you think he had? 120. 120. So yes, his blocks were down and his rebounds were down, but there was this other guy next to him named Mobley that probably took some of that away. He averaged 16.1 points per game, which is his highest total of his career to date. Now, the other stat line that he could massively improve on, three-point shooting. He was one of 10 from three, worst of his career. I think right now, all I can say is conditioning, work on building more muscle, more endurance, try to limit the injuries. Some of the problems that kept him off the court in the start of the year, I think were maybe a little more manageable, whereas his finger injury was a fluke and you just you can't overthink that. But again, looking at how he improved pretty drastically in this past year or two, and his trajectory just continues to seem to go up, I don't know what he could necessarily do to unlock more of his game other than continue to do what you've been doing, Jared. I mean, you're a beast in these off-seasons. You're going out there and you're working on what the team needs you to, but then you're working on three or four more other things, and you're coming in looking like a professional. The one thing I think he could do to improve or unlock his game for next season is to take more of a commanding leadership role with the team. I think that he needs to say to himself every day that he wakes up, this is my team. Doesn't mean that he's not sharing it, 
Because I think nowadays they do. They share it with two or three other guys because there's a big three or a big four on these teams that win it all. But there's got to be the stud, the guy that has that extra confidence that puts in the work, comes in every day, and leads his team to victory through that confidence, through that hard work. We know we can have that in Colin Sexton. If we can get that in Jared Allen and also in Garland, you got three guys right there that with their tenacity, their leadership, their uh, their commitment, we will be in the playoffs next year and we will be one of those teams that surprises people. But he has to take that step. And I think he did this season. I think there was a lot of indication that he did that. But I think he's also a very, very nice man that wants to defer when he feels that it's not his place. And he needs to realize that the Cavaliers is his place. This is your team and you belong here. Hopefully you'll be here your entire career. What do you think he can do to unlock his game? So first off, I agree with a lot of what you were mentioning stats-wise, and I do think he could definitely take more of a leadership role. I loved seeing that he was more of an offensive hub this season. We clearly needed that toward the end of the season when he was out with his broken finger. A lot of people scoffed at his contract and the size of the contract because they basically said he was a defensive specialist. And this whole season, he proved that he can be a force on the offensive side of the ball. For me, it's a little bit of what you were saying, but kind of in a different angle where I think he needs to essentially be in the right moment at the right time and he needs to kind of dictate the game a little bit more that's something that is going to be new to him because he's becoming such a better offensive player hopefully this next season he can have a better handle of when to get that offensive board when to make the correct pass at the right time i'm not saying he doesn't do these things or he does these things poorly it's more of He's becoming a smarter basketball player, and I would just love to see his basketball intelligence essentially improve a little bit more. He's obviously much smarter than I am as a basketball player, for sure. It's more of just knowing what to do at the right time. We've seen this with so many players. We knew that there was a difference between LeBron year three and year five. He just knew when to hit the right pass or, you know, call for the right screen at the right time. And Allen needs that a little bit, and he's going to have another year with Mobley. So I think what he needs to unlock is just more of an awareness of when to do the right thing at the right time. And then for me, statistically, I would like, if there's one thing that I would quibble with a little bit, the two are probably his free throw percentage. I would like it a little closer to 75%. And I would like his overall rebounding closer to 12 rebounds a game, not 10. Because there were some stretches where he had less than 10 rebounds a game, and we need him to be more of a force on the boards. That's tough to say that, you know, these are quibbles because we do think that he's doing everything the right way. So those are the the small things I would say that he needs to unlock a little bit more is just that extra hustle, that extra conditioning that you alluded to earlier. I would love to see him get a more consistent hook shot and like a 15 foot jump shot, especially like back him down in the paint a little bit and then maybe turn around fade away like something like Kevin Durant does 15, 18 footer kind of something like that. And with his size and length, no one would be able to block that shot. He just needs to get more consistent further from the paint. And a hook shot, like a Kareem hook shot, a sky hook, mm-hmm. you're done. Well, even Mobley has that great kind of turnaround at the elbow. I'm not sure what you would call it per se, but he does this little turnaround from his right over his left shoulder. There were times he would do that all game. 
Alan needs something like that, just something further back, closer to the elbows or along the baseline. But yeah, you're right. The final seconds. What grade would you give Jarrett Allen this season? We've been fawning over him basically this whole pod. I would give him a solid A. I think that he proved his worth in the contract. Talked about how he's probably the most valuable trade asset they've received since you correctly pointed out Kevin Love. And I think not only does he deserve an A, but my expectation is that he should be an A for the next four or five years. A-level talent, A-level hustle, everything like that. A pure professional player that knows what he's doing on the basketball court. I would agree. I think that we've only had praise for him for a reason. And if you were to consider it in like a grade on a video game scale, I think he's a 99, a 98 potential. Maybe not right now, but that's the trajectory of his career in total. And I think that he's going to reach that with the Cavs. There's a reason why we signed him to a five-year deal as soon as possible. There's a reason why he took that contract. I think he could have gotten more possibly for maybe less years. I was surprised that he just said, no, nah, give me a flat 20 every year. I'm good. That's just not common in the NBA. Mostly these contracts are, well, I'll take a lot now and a little later or, or vice versa. Allen earned every penny this year. And my expectation is in a lot of ways, he's going to over on his contract so solid a with a, a a plus future in mind i think how does Allen get named to first team defense in the next three years it's just a matter of time really there's a lot of other players ahead of him in the league that get consideration first and you know their stats bore that out but he is only going to continue to get better I think that's what this season proved they're also running the offense through him and that also means that they'll be running defensive sets through him as well there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to shine on this team and with the makeup of the talent that is around him we should be getting more national recognition as well which is another part of how these awards are usually merited out eventually that okay well it's also part of a popularity contest and right now, I think Allen being on the team and being a little under the radar in Cleveland is going to hurt him until people just have to take us seriously. I think we're very close to that. So it could be next year, but I do anticipate it will be in the next three years. I definitely think the Cavs having more success helps him for sure. I think if there is one stat that he would need to increase a lot is probably blocks. A lot of these players who are in the same position as him, they average over two blocks a game. So if he increased that to over two, closer to 2.3, he for sure would get more recognition in that sense. But I think it first starts with the team having success and more notoriety. As you and I have mentioned many times on this pod, they had one national game or one nationally televised game this season, this past season, and it was because it was flexed into that and it was still only on NBA TV, not even TNT. So more team success. I think if he increased his blocks to over two blocks a game, he for sure would be talked about more. When Alan signed his new contract, he bought a 3D printer to make Star Wars stuff. What is the nerdiest thing you would buy? Probably something Batman related. If I signed a contract for $100 million, so I had $20 million on hand, I would probably buy a Batmobile. Like the animated series version, that would probably cost me a good $5 million, maybe. I mean, it has a jet engine on the back. And then I would pay the guy that voiced Batman, Kevin Conroy, to just walk around with me and dictate my life. 
for like just a week. I was going to suggest that you at least have him be like the onboard navigation system and like something similar to Knight Rider. Yes, that's a great idea too. I'll also choose a car. I'm going to choose the DeLorean from Back to the Future. I would want it actually built out so it would look like the car did in the movie, especially after he souped it up so it could fly. I, I wouldn't want it to actually look the way the DeLoreans did off the manufacturing line. I also love that Alan did this. You talked about his leadership earlier. It shows that he's comfortable showing his teammates who he is. Get $100 million, make some Star Wars stuff. If Jarrett Allen were still on the Nets, would they have made it further in the playoffs this year? I think we covered that when we discussed the fact that he was a steal, that they thought of him as just a piece they had to get rid of to pick up Harden in the trade. They had no future planned for him, which is crazy to me because they drafted him. They clearly saw the talent, what he could be. And you can't have nothing but 25, 30 point a night guys on your team. You can't have the best players on your team be nothing but that. You need role players, even from a position of a Hall of Famer or a future superstar like Allen. His growth and maturation, his time spent on a team like that, alongside someone like Durant, and how much they would have had to lean on him, it would have not only been beneficial for them, it would have been beneficial for him. It is great that he's come to the Cavs and that he's going to get everything in spades of what he wanted in, in Brooklyn. So it's fine. It, it worked out just fine. For, for the Nets, not only did they not go further into the playoffs this year because of his absence, not only did they get knocked out, but I'm not certain that they'll even be whole coming into next season. I think they're going to have to blow up the entire team. And that all began the day they got rid of him. So absolutely, I think they could have done all kinds of things if they had kept him. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Nets getting rid of Allen was a really disastrous move for them they were able to get a lot of immediate talent but it was immediate talent of a player who had a history of being disgruntled on top of already having another player in Kyrie who has a history of a mixed history with teams as well and Allen has proven that he's a very loyal guy and wants to do the best for the team when the Nets traded him they got rid of a player that definitely wanted to keep playing for them and they kind of made it known to the rest of the players on the roster that we don't really care if you're super loyal to us or want to keep playing with us you're seen more as an asset than anything else you're a piece. We're always going to try to go after that superstar talent as opposed to cultivate and grow the talent that we already have on our team. So yeah, they really missed the boat. Thank goodness, because I think Alan, as we've mentioned, has got a great future with us. Thank you for listening to the Cavaliers Basketball Club podcast. Let's go Cavs!